0: Oh shit, you are now tuned in to the hottest sports podcast on the internet up in flames Brought to you by your boy Mo Murphy This is where you will hear some of the hottest takes in the most raw and uncut fashion, baby What's going on everybody, it's your boy Mo Back with another episode of the Up Flame Sports Podcast. As always, I appreciate y'all's support. I appreciate y'all listening. Today going to be a pretty short episode. I kind of want to get into a couple things. You know, what's, go- what's up with the Cam Newton situation? Where will he end up? Where should he end up? How come Jameis hasn't been signed yet and what he should do from here? And I took a deeper look or a deeper thought process in the Dak Prescott contract situation. So I want to talk about that a little bit. Um, first things first, as we all know, Cam Newton was released by the Carolina Panthers. Uh, definitely an unfortunate thing for a guy like Cam Newton. I mean, that's Superman. Cam, you know what I'm saying? He was the 2015 NFL MVP. He led the Panthers to a Super Bowl, arguably the greatest player to have ever played for the Panthers. And um, I think it's kind of fucked up how the Panthers at the time in that the Panthers decided to release him because for all that Cam has done for that organization, for you, to, for you to have released him at a time where there's no real starting quarterback spots left because some of these other teams, some of these smaller teams are, are trash-ass teams, as we would say, that are possibly in need of a quarterback are waiting because the draft is right around the corner. The draft is next month. Some of these other teams went ahead and already signed another quarterback out of free agency. So you held on to Cam knowing that the minute you signed Teddy Bridgewater, at the very least, the minute you signed Teddy Bridgewater was pretty much your decision saying that we're going to move on from Cam. And I understand they was trying to trade They was trying to trade Cam so they could get something for him instead of giving him up for nothing. But once you seen that that market was not high for Cam, you should have let him go. You shouldn't have waited because now Cam is going to be sitting out here and not too many teams are going to seem interested. They're going to wait to see what the draft brings and this, that, and the other. And there's – There's a lot of teams that could use Cam, and I think if Cam is still healthy, you know, there's a lot that Cam can bring to a team now. Granted, I do fully understand that everybody is kind of worried about Cam Newton's health, and with this coronavirus shit going on, he can't really prove it to nobody. He got cleared on a physical out of Atlanta, but he can't really prove it to nobody. He can't go out there. And give a workout, show up to team's facilities and show them that he's recovered from that foot surgery that he had that had him not play last year. So I just I think it's a little fucked up how they part ways with the guy that gave so much to that organization. He gave so much to hell, the whole state, you know, what I'm saying of North Carolina shit. He put on for all the Carolinas. It's the only NFL team they got between the two states. And I just feel like he gave so much To that organization, since he's been in the league. And it's not like we're talking about a guy like Cam Newton who's 35 years old and washed up. If he was never hurt, we'd never even be in this. If he never got hurt, we never would be in this predicament in the first place. But based on all that, the team that I think fits Cam Newton the most, in my personal opinion, I would say the LA Chargers. For the simple fact, if Cam Newton is fully healthy, it's a new. It's a new age in the league where you got to be a mobile quarterback. And, obviously, Cam Newton has always been a mobile mobile quarterback. But he's a scrambling guy. He can run. He can get you first downs on third and four. You know, he can run 20, 30 yards, get you 20, 30-yard pickups on big plays, running. Let alone Cam has an arm. It's not, you know, Cam can throw. He could do all that. And I think if he goes to the Chargers, you giving him a team with, that's a loaded roster. You know, low-key, that's low-key a loaded roster. I mean, you're going to give them – you're not asking Cam to come and be a guy that just elevates everybody. You're putting him in the right situation for almost any quarterback, almost why I thought Tom Brady was going to go to the Chargers in the first place. But Cam will be going to have Hunter Henry at tight end, Austin Eckler in the backfield, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams at wide receiver. They don't have a bad offensive line, so – You're not putting him in the worst situation. And if Cam's healthy, Cam can still produce. And I honestly think Cam would take that team to the playoffs. If Cam Newton goes to the L.A. Chargers, barring any injuries or setbacks, I'm calling it now, the L.A. Chargers will go to the playoffs easily. In 2018, they were 12-4. and They're only one year removed from being a top team in the NFL. And that was more – they were – They were so bad last year because Phillip Rivers took a major step back. They had a lot of injuries on their defense. So this team this year, this this Chargers team already has the potential to be good, and I'm sorry. I ain't believing none of that bullshit that the Chargers talking about. We rocking with Tyrod Taylor. You cannot tell me that you would be – Rocking with Tyrod Taylor over a healthy Cam Newton. Now, if it's solely we're rocking with Tyrod because we don't know the health situation of Cam Newton, that's understandable. But at the same time, I still think the Chargers are going to end up taking a quarterback in the draft so why not sign cam newton you probably not obviously he's not a top dollar guy anymore so you're not gonna overpay for cam newton but why not sign cam newton he's damn sure gonna be a better option than tyrod taylor i'm sorry there's nothing tyrod taylor has done he's been a solid starting quarterback and he'd be you know a solid backup but there's nothing to say yeah I'm so sold on Tyrod Taylor that I don't even want to look at Cam Newton I guarantee you if Cam Newton was able to go visit teams and show that he was healthy there'd be a lot more teams going after Cam Newton and they would not be going after him to be their backup quarterback and I promise you Cam Newton wouldn't be no damn backup quarterback if you rock it with Tyrod Taylor and I think for the Chargers if their plan is still Let's look at Cam when we are able to, and we're going to draft a the quarterback. Then, if anything, that rookie quarterback will not be rushed in there. He could sit behind Cam Newton for a year, two years, three years. Cam Newton's only thirty, so he'll be able to sit behind and learn the same way Aaron Rodgers sat behind Brett Favre. I'm not saying Cam is Brett Favre, but you'll be that'll be a better way to raise a successor. At the very least, Patrick Mahomes sat behind Alex Smith for a season. You you could at least sign Cam to a one year deal. He could work with your rookie quarterback. Your rookie quarterback won't feel the pressure, especially of a team of that caliber. There's gonna be, you know, there's gonna be a lot of pressure on a rookie quarterback going to the Chargers for the simple fact that roster. You got to get them to the playoffs. You know what I mean? So you'll be able. That rookie quarterback will be able to sit behind Cam Newton, learn from him for a year or two, and then if you want to move on from Cam after that, cool. If he's not giving you the production that you want or need, okay then you can move on from Cam Newton. I've also seen people talk about Cam Newton to the Redskins. Ron Rivera's over there. I don't know if that makes too much sense. They traded a fifth-round pick for Kyle Allen. They have a young quarterback over there in Dwayne Haskins, so I'm not really sure if that makes too much sense to bring Cam Newton over there to Washington. But once again, if Cam Newton did go to the Redskins, I think, that would be a good move because you can allow Dwayne Haskins to continue to develop. You know, he could develop behind a guy who Dwayne Haskins is is close to Cam Newton's size. Now, he's nowhere close to his athletic ability. But Cam could still be a a guy, a starting quarterback who could teach a young, he could give your younger quarterback some time to develop. And he could teach your younger quarterback some things and get them used to being in the league. So, if he did go to the Redskins, it would make some sense for the simple fact. All right, we'll we'll give Dwayne Haskins another year of development. You know, he's already he'll already be in a system that he's used to with Ron Rivera. But to me, the team that makes the most sense that could use him and he could use them is the Chargers because that would just be the best situation based off of coaching, based off of talent, and based off of what they'll ask from him. As long as Cam Newton, Cam Newton's healthy, he's gonna produce. He's going to get a team to the playoffs. As long as you're not asking him to get the worst team like the damn Dolphins to the playoffs or something, then you know what I mean? He'll he'll get a team to the playoffs, especially a team like the Chargers. Another guy that I'm kind of surprised he hasn't been signed yet. But at the same time, we are talking about Mr. 30 for 30, Jameis Winston. I think personally, I think the best move for Jameis Winston would be to take less money. And stay with Tampa and be a backup to Tom Brady. Tom Brady's 43 years old. He only got a year, maybe two left. You know what I'm saying? And the stakes are high in Tampa now that they got Tom Brady. The pressure's on in Tampa Bay. I think the pressure's on Tom Brady. And I think Tom Brady went to Tampa. And I think he's going to be, everybody's like, what does he have left to prove? I think he wants to be the first person to take his team to win the Super Bowl in they city so you know the Super Bowl is in Tampa but I think Jameis Winston should just stay in Tampa learn behind Tom Brady for a year or two now I get it he's been a starting quarterback the past five years so that's kind of a humbling experience to ask somebody to be like yeah you feel like you're a starter in the league and now you're gonna sit behind a guy for two years. We brought another guy in to replace you, and you're gonna sit behind your replacement. I know that's that's humbling. And you sometimes you gotta put your damn pride to the side and go ahead. Tom Brady's the goat. If Jameis Winston want to be the best Jameis Winston he could be in the future for the rest of his career, I think that would be the best thing. I also seen what people were talking about with Pittsburgh makes sense. Pittsburgh would make a lot of sense too because Jameis Winston has some resemblance of a. Ben Roethlisberger but like I said at this point I'm just thinking that Jameis has to be willing to go ahead and be a backup at least for the next year or two and learn and if you want to stay in Tampa you learn behind the GOAT you want to go to Pittsburgh you are gonna learn behind Big Ben you know Big Ben is a top five quarterback of this generation so it's not like not learning behind Tom Brady but learning behind Big Ben is really gonna be a step down and Jameis is gonna be at the point in his career where He's going to have to be somebody's replacement. He's going to have to take a step back, learn, fix his mistakes, fix his problems as far as his his turnovers and you know, he's the interception king right now. So, I just think it'll it'll make perfect sense for him to go ahead and sit behind Tom Brady for a year, maybe two because that's about all Tom Brady has left in his career. Sit behind him, learn from the goat. You know, your team loved you. Everybody loves you. Nobody wants to see Jameis go even though I know they're all excited about having the GOAT come to town but nobody wanted to see Jameis go he's been the leader since day one since he got there so I'm I'm sure everybody would be satisfied if they you know heard that Jameis was gonna stay learn behind Tom Brady put that pride to the side because you might you might excel your career instead of going somewhere garbage being the starter and, and ruining your career and I just I don't think Jameis will fit in New England I'm sure he's better than Jared Stidham, don't get me wrong. But I don't think Jameis would fit in New England. That's a complicated offense. And I just don't think he's that type of quarterback as far as being able to, you know, they have no weapons. Like, look at what he did with weapons, you know, through 30 picks. With weapons, So I just don't see him going to New England where their focus now is more on defense. They're a defensive team. So I just don't see Jameis Winston going over to New England. That's just not a fit. I don't think he'll fit with Bill Belichick. But I do think Jameis should go ahead, take a step back, either stay in Tampa and learn behind Tom Brady or go to a team like Pittsburgh and learn behind Big Ben for a year now granted you know like I said it is tough to be a starting quarterback for five years and then be sit back and be like damn I really got to sit behind somebody and learn I've been doing this for five years but he hasn't been doing that that effectively and I think if he just sits and learns it and takes a year or two where he's not the starting quarterback I think he'll be perfectly fine another thing so as a Cowboys fan you know I'm not upset with us um franchise tagging Dak Prescott I'm not upset by any means um there are a few people that are upset and feel like he deserves a long-term deal but I've been listening to people and, and somebody ended up saying something that made a lot of sense what if it's not that Dallas is giving out the message that they're not committed to Dak long term but for the past four years We've already gone over the fact he's outplayed his contract. He was a fourth round pick. He got paid $2 million last year to do what he did. He had a career year as far as statistically, you know. But what if it's not that the Cowboys are saying we're not committed to you long term, but they're more saying, hey, for the past four years, we've given you everything. We went and got a number one wide receiver. You have a top running back in the league. You have one of the top five offensive lines in the league. You know, they haven't given him a dominant tight end, but. Not everybody going to have a dominant tight end. There's only about four or five dominant tight ends in the league. But they've given him everything. They drafted another receiver. They had went and signed Randall Cobb last year. So they've given him everything. Drafted another running back. So they've given him everything on offense that you could give him for success. Now, granted, statistically, he was successful last year. But your quarterback cannot throw for 4,900 yards and your team go 8-8. Maybe Dak is not the guy that's going to elevate your team. But what if them franchise tagging them is them saying, hey, we gave you everything but a good coach last year. So they got rid of sorry ass Jason Garrett and they bring in Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy is a proven coach. He's a Super Bowl winning coach. So maybe maybe when Mike McCarthy got hired, his thought process was like, I want Dak. But let's see what he could do for me. We're going to have a prove-it year. So we're going to franchise tag him. Maybe Mike McCarthy had something to do with it. It's not like Dak has came out and said he won't play under the franchise tag. So part of me is like maybe Dak Prescott, you know, has to have another prove-it year. Now, I get it. Last year was supposed to be his prove-it year, but they also got rid of their coach. That's kind of them saying, hey, we don't think Dak is the problem. We think the coach is the problem. So now we go get a coach that's proven himself, that's won a Super Bowl. You know, he had one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. I said one of not the greatest in Aaron Rodgers. You know, Aaron Rodgers is definitely a top five talented quarterback of all time. And, and he's going to go down as one of the greats, you know, somewhere in your top ten. But maybe it's just they're like, you know what, you're going to have a prove it year because we got a new coach. We have a new coach. We found our coach for the long term and maybe the coach was the, is going to be the answer for the Cowboys' success and for Dak's success. But we give you a year to prove it. And if he does what he does this year, what he did last year, if he does that again this year, and the, their record is better than eight and eight, or they evaluate and the coach is like it wasn't Dak, then I think they'll sit there and rock with Dak for the long term. They'll give him a long term deal. It'll be a bigger payout than possibly the it'll possibly be a bigger payout than the 33 and a half million that they already offer him anyway because the money goes up for a quarterback every year so you know what i'm saying i'm sure the 33 and a half million will turn into that 37 38 million a year range especially if they prove like hey you're gonna be our franchise quarterback and i just think that's why they were a little hesitant on signing him long term for the simple fact hey maybe this might not be mike mccarthy's guy and if it's not Mike McCarthy's guy, then why sign him to another four or five years? Why sign him for as long as we got Mike McCarthy? And Mike McCarthy feel like he may not be able to be the most successful coach for Dallas if he doesn't have the right guy that he wants at quarterback. So I definitely think it's something that people should really take in and, and think that maybe it's not that Dallas is not committed to him. They just before they fully commit, you got to prove it under the coach that's going to be the coach for your for the duration of your contract, and it's not Jason Garrett. You know what I'm saying? We finally got rid of Jason Garrett. Sorry ass. Thank God. But now, Dak, hey, I know you had to prove it year last year, and you proved it as far as your stats. But, you know, we took a look in last episode, and we took deeply into his stats. They were kind of – a lot of them were irrelevant. Like, yeah, bitch, you going to throw for, you know, 400 yards when you down by 30 in the first half. You ain't got no choice but to be slinging the ball. So um, that's just something I was thinking. You know, that was a, a thought out there, and that was something that kind of made sense to me as far as Dak having to prove it under Mike McCarthy, and, and we'll see where it goes. And maybe they do reach a long-term deal, and that's not the case at all. But I, I'm thinking very well that Dak's going to end up playing on the franchise tag. He hasn't come out. I haven't heard any noise. He hasn't come out and said that he's not willing to play on a franchise tag or that he'll sit out the season with with – out of long-term deal, so I'm assuming maybe that's even something they're talking about and they're just keeping in the they're they're keeping it within the organization and maybe Dak's already understanding that hey I'm playing under the franchise tag but I'm playing for that long-term deal this year under Mike McCarthy and when I ball out you know his thought process gonna be like when I ball out and prove it again y'all ain't gonna have no choice but to pay me and the price gonna go up so I think it's gonna end up panning out for Dak if he continue to develop, he's, he's getting better every year. So if he continue to develop, it's going to end up panning out for him. And he might even sit back and look like, damn, y'all should have offered me what I asked for because now the price went up and y'all ain't going to have no choice but to pay me, hopefully because he done damn took us to the NFC Championship. or even better, Dak then took us to the Super Bowl. So, you know, that that's a wishful thinking, you know what I'm saying? I just need to see one of those in my lifetime. But that's all i got for today i want y'all to stay tuned for the next episode because the next episode i'm linking up with my man rob Cruz over there from the football and chill podcast so i definitely want y'all to stay tuned for that you know we're gonna have a debate it's coming the link up is coming it's been it's been in the works and it's coming on the next episode so i want y'all to stay tuned for that um Again, after listening to this, follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Mo underscore Up in Flames. Once again, that's Mo underscore up in Flames. Subscribe to this channel if you if you don't already, go ahead, subscribe to this podcast. Get it out there. Like it, share it. You know what I'm saying? Tell a friend to tell a friend. let let's get it out there. Let's get more people listening. Cause I ain't going to lie to you. I'm what's to talk about when there's nothing to talk about. I'm going to keep talking sports even though ain't shit going on. We're going to keep this thing going, all right? And on that note, your boy Murph out.